peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good we definitely got to deal with this one So, CNN host, anchor, news personality, whatever you want to call him, Don Lemon, made some comments. His comments were that even the Lord Jesus Christ himself wasn't perfect. Something to that effect. I don't remember the exact comments, but it was something to that effect. And the... description of the in the description of this video in the notes I'll write out his exact comments this is what I find most interesting about situations like this I've said this before other people have said this before and talked about this why is it that there's so many groups that cannot be criticized you cannot criticize people who are transgender. You, you cannot criticize anyone in the LGBTQ community and whatever other letter they have in there. I don't know all the letters that they have in there. Why can't people be criticized? This idea that speech is violence. Now, look, I, I understand I understand not turning a blind eye for someone calling for violence against another person. But come on, seriously, you can't be criticized. Like if I say anything about you in disagreement, somehow that's violence. Ask yourself, what is the purpose of this? What is the purpose of protecting this group from criticism? Not violence, because anybody should be protected from violence. Anybody with common sense believes that. But from criticism? Okay, let's say I let that go. Why is it that Christians, people who believe the Bible, can be criticized without any question, without any problem, without any issue, both privately and publicly? That that is nuts. Now, I am not, I am not fragile, right? I don't I don't have an issue with being criticized, no issue whatsoever. I have no problem with somebody criticizing my faith, no problem at all. I can stand on my own two feet, and I am ready to defend my faith. I'm ready to have a discussion with whoever is open and welcome to have that discussion. Like I said, I am not fragile. Most people, I'm not going to say all because that would imply that I know all people who believe the Bible and I don't. Most of the people I know who believe the Bible 
are not afraid of criticism. They're not afraid of getting into a discussion. They're not afraid of a debate defending the faith. But it's funny. It's funny that you can criticize the Bible, everything about the Bible. You can criticize the validity of the Bible. You can criticize the Lord Jesus Christ. You can blaspheme God. No problem at all. What percentage of the world do you believe is part of the LGBTQ community versus what percentage of the world classify themselves as Bible believers? When you look that up and get the answer to that, then I want you to ask yourself again, why is it that that people who believe the Bible and the Bible itself and God himself the, and the Lord Jesus Christ can be criticized, blasphemed, talked about in all manner of ways, both privately and publicly, but you cannot dare mention anything about the LGBTQ community as far as criticisms. Now, I'm going to tell y'all right now, watching this video, Instagram might ban this page again for this video. <clears throat> I'm going to reiterate what I said before. Go follow me on Minds. It's an app, M-I-N-D-S. Go follow me. I know I keep saying Parlor and they pronounce it Parlay, but I'm going to say Parlor anyway. Go follow me on Parlor. P-A-R-L-E-R. And with the well, parlor is an app. And go follow me on BitChute. BitChute is a website. On all of those platforms, my screen name is Brook Nom. B-R-O-O-K-N-O-M. It is imperative. I've said this before. I'm saying it again, especially with what I'm talking about in this video. It is imperative that you go to those platforms and follow me. If Instagram decides to ban my page again today after posting this video, that is the only place you're going to be able to find me and figure out if I've set up another Instagram channel and what's the what's the screen name of that Instagram channel. But anyway, that got me a little it got me a little hype, not, not so much hype. His his criticism his and his criticism was visceral like this. For those of us who believe the Bible, you understand how blasphemous his comments was. Now, it bothered me in that it's not the truth. And for that reason, I'm going to go over and discuss the truth of what the Bible actually says today, because I believe this is important. But the fact that he could do it, the fact that he could speak so viscerally against Christianity, against the very core of Christianity the Lord Jesus Christ himself and yet nothing everything's okay now it doesn't necessarily bother me that everything's okay we have the right to free speech he can say whatever he want but the thing is do we really have a right to free speech if this is not equal if I can be criticized but there's a group that I cannot criticize that is not free speech that is mental slavery is what that is. But anyway, 
I'm getting hype and I haven't even got into what I'm what I'm what I'm discussing, what I have got into what I'm discussing, but I haven't gone to the verses yet. So anyway, let's get to this. So in the book of Jude, we're going to read verse one down to verse three. The Bible says Jude, servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God, the father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied beloved when I gave all diligence <clears throat> to write unto you of the common salvation it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. So the Bible is telling us here that this is something we should contend for earnestly. What does earnestly mean? You know me, I like words. I like looking up words and understanding the deep rooted meaning of these words. Serious in intention, purpose or effort, sincerely zealous, showing depth and sincerity of feeling, Seriously important, demanding or receiving serious, uh, receiving serious attention. Contend, we should know what that means. To dispute, to contest, to strive or to strive against, to struggle in opposition. You get the point. So this faith we're supposed to earnestly contend for. So that's what I'm going to do today. I thought this was necessary since Don Lemon made his comments. I thought it was necessary from the Bible to cover this. And the reason I thought that was necessary is because, see, people will hear statements like that in passing. People don't really don't necessarily know what the Bible says in this day and age. There was a time where there were certain things, generally speaking, that were known and understood of the Bible. But because so many people rely on so many other people for their information, and it's and it's just rare in this day and age that people do their own legwork, which I'm not necessarily saying that's a problem depending on the topic. You know, people have done legwork into history and different things that you can pull from and do some of your own, you know, verification to make sure that what they were saying was true, but that's not done. Right? So this is dangerous. If I just leave what he said hanging in the air, there's people that will go with that and that won't bother to actually check the Bible to see, well, he's saying this, but what does the scripture actually say? Let's see what the scripture actually says. In Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot? to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. The Bible says he was without spot. Okay, let's say, well, that's just one, one place where it says that. All right, cool. Let's go to 1 Peter 1, 19. Let's see what, what, the, what the Bible has to say in another place. 
1 Peter 1.19, what does the Bible say? Let's see. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot. Okay, well, two two places, but you know, it, we, we can probably debate and maybe that means, okay, all right, uh, let's say I go with that. Let's go to another spot. Hebrews, going to the book of Hebrews, chapter 4. We're going to start at verse 13. I'm telling you, the Bible's clear about what it says on certain issues. And, and as a companion, go watch the video I posted, I think, two days ago. And the title of the video, I believe, was Who is the Lord Jesus Christ? And I went over who the Bible says the Lord Jesus Christ is. Can couple that that video with this one, and you'll see why what Don Lemon said was so anti-biblical and so highly inaccurate. So the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verses 13 through 16, or 13 through 15. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him which whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession of faith. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So what the Bible says, man, I didn't make this up. I didn't write it. And if in your mind you would hear that and you would think to yourself and still, you know, have some dispute in your head, we can even go to the Old Testament, to the book of Isaiah, where it prophesied about the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can we can see what what even the prophecy had to say about the nature of the Lord Jesus Christ, whether he was spotless and without sin or not. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse nine. The Bible says, and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich. In his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Spotless. Book of Second Corinthians. Let's get there. Book of Second Corinthians, chapter five and verse twenty one. Telling you the Bible says what it says, and there's people saying a lot of things without actually knowing what the Bible teaches on these issues. And it's important for those of us who actually believe the Bible 
to contend for the faith. To make sure we make some corrections to some things people are saying. So first, second Corinthians 521 for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him knew no sin. I'm telling you, the Bible's full of this. So let's go again. Let's go to 1 Peter. The book of 1 Peter. We're going to go chapter 2, verse 21 and 22. I'm telling you, man, you, you can do this all day with the Bible when people say things that are that run contradictory to the Bible. And the thing is, he said it as though it was just a given fact that could not be disputed. And that's why I was like, yo, what? Come on, man. The book of first Peter, chapter two, verse 21 through 22. The Bible says, for even hereunto we are called because uh, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin? Neither was guile found in his mouth. First John three, five. Let's go there. First John chapter three, verse five. First John three, five. And ye know that he was manifest to take away our sins and in him is no sin. Now, if I didn't make my point from the Bible, then I don't know what to tell you. We need to earnestly contend for the faith. I have no problem debating. I have no problem being questioned. I have no problem being criticized. I'm willing, I'm willing ready and able to defend what I believe. And I have no problem having a discussion with people. I have no problem having a debate. Arguing, not so much. I'm not going to argue with a person. But a person that's willing to have a an honest discussion or an honest debate, I'm, I'm open for. And I'm open to being criticized. Right? I'm not fragile. But when people make comments like this and just leave them hanging in the air as though they're true, this is something I had to address. Because people are going to hear this, people are going to take that, and people are going to believe it and run with it and not question what was said. And I just, I couldn't let that ride. I could not let that ride at all. It, it really, like I said, when he said it, he said it as though it's a given truth. Everybody knows. And I was like, wait, hold up. So this is what we doing now? But yet... But yet I couldn't criticize your community. I can never criticize your community, but you can criticize the Bible and you can criticize the Lord Jesus Christ with impunity. And nothing is said. There is hypocrisy in this world. There is hypocrisy in social media and there is hypocrisy in media. 
You say speech is violence. This is what a lot of you say. A lot of you social justice warriors who I would put Don Lemon in that crowd, a, a social justice guy. You say that speech is violence, but you can blaspheme the very God I worship. You can blaspheme God himself, which again, I'm not fragile. I have no problem with your criticisms. I'm willing to defend what I believe. My issue is your hypocrisy. The cards are stacked. The deck is stacked in your favor. You can criticize me, but I couldn't dare say one word about you or your lifestyle. I take issue with that. You know what it is. Stay frosty, people. <laughs>